welcome back to this week's edition of Motor City Bets. My name is Trevor, and as always, we're joined by our good buddy, Josh. Josh, how are you doing, my brilliant co-host? How, how, how's your gambling been, sir? Not going to lie, Trevor, the gambling's actually been uh, been pretty good. I, uh, I got to see you this past weekend. Uh, you, Gunner, and I were able to... We did reconvene, a, yeah. We, we did reconvene. We had a beautiful dinner. At Outback Steakhouse. Where, no free ads. No free ads, none. Uh, where you and I actually, we won some pretty big money there. Within the first period of the Bruins and Flyers game. And then uh, then tonight I'm up a nice uh, $34. So I can't really complain. I went 7-2 and two on the night. Not saying to ride not with bad. me. That's not too bad. I had a $430 Sunday. Um, e. I obviously withdrew some of those funds, so you know, take profits when you can, same with stocks. And then uh, I promptly donated my remainder back to the gambling gods Monday. Uh, and then uh, Tuesday, I, I found a way to, to fight back. You know, it was, it was a gritty finish, but we ended up slightly in the green, not beautiful, but you know. As my dad always says, it doesn't have to be beautiful as long as it works. So uh, we're here, we're fighting, and we're going to continue that going. Josh, I got to be honest, I am starting to love betting on golf. I take 40 bucks, put $5 on eight different dudes to win. And mm-hmm. yeah, that strategy is not exactly the most refined. It's not exactly the most efficient. <laughs> but Max Homa winning the Genesis Invitational this past weekend. $225 right in my pocket. Beautiful. It just didn't suck. You know, it started my Sunday off real strong. The uh, FanDuel prop bets that we were talking about, that you were talking about to start really brought everything together. And then I just couldn't miss. I had a bunch of different player props that were like non-boosted that just worked. Sunday was a, a rare anomaly, and you know that's what you keep gambling for. It's like, it's like when you're on the 18th hole, your drive is always fantastic. You always have a great drive on the 18th hole. So it was keeps you coming back. Absolutely, we we love those good old prop bets from FanDuel. They have been stashing some extra cash into our into our funds. That's for sure. I couldn't agree more, Josh. Is there is there any obscure sports you've been gambling on? You've just been sticking to the basics. Let's see. Obscure. Haven't gotten into ping pong yet. That's a good <laughs> sign. That's a good sign, sir. Um, what what else haven't I gotten into? Water polo. That's that's gonna come up soon though. In the dog days of the summer, man, I don't think anyone will blame you for betting on water polo. And I'm sure I'm going to find one night for for you and Gunner to both talk me into gambling into the KHL. So I'm I've, sure already, I've already breached those waters. It's, uh, <laughs> You've already traveled overseas, huh? Yeah, I, I visited the Russian leagues, as it were. Um, not How'd they treat su- you? Not, not successfully, no. Mm, that's a little rough. Every now and again, usually by the time we're done recording, the only sport that you can live bet it has been Australian tennis. <laughs> and I've thought about it. <laughs> I have thought about it, but fortunately, I did not. However, Josh, we are a show about Motor City bets. That is our name. Got to talk a little bit about Motor City athletics here. So of let's start right away. 
by jumping into the Pistons. There's some pretty shocking and kind of sad news that came out of the Pistons this past week. You want to fill us all in, Josh? Yeah, so the all-star voting is coming to an end, and the starters for both conferences were named. The captain for the Western Conference is none other than LeBron James. I believe this is his 17th all-star appearance, which is kind of ridiculous when you think about it. I'm pretty sure this is his 18th season. Um, What was he doing that one year? May have been his rookie year. Uh, I could be wrong. He could be, he could have 18 all-star selections and it could be his 18th year. Unfortunately, I'm not too confident that Jeremy Grant's going to be an all-star. The man, without a doubt, in my book, deserves to be an all-star with how he's been playing, especially the, the significant jump that he's made from Denver to Detroit and all the responsibility that he's had to take on. So that's kind of unfortunate, you know, when it comes to the Pistons and Jeremy Grant. Can you – I'm sorry to interrupt. Can you could you uh, refresh me on how NBA all-star voting works? Does every team get an all-star candidate? Like, how, like what does that look like? Not every person from not each not every not each team gets a representative. Okay, okay, that's how I was trying to word it. Um, I think it's kind of stupid. Uh, I think a lot of it's up to the fans, and that's kind of ridiculous because I'm pretty sure yeah, it's kind of stupid. I, I was seeing something in. Clay Thompson, a guy who hasn't played since 2019, had like 275,000 all-star votes. A guy that hasn't played Torres Achilles, I believe, uh, at the beginning uh, before the season started. So he's out all of this year. And, you know, there were some some guys who got snubbed from the all-star team. Devin Booker was you know, the one guy I would say from the Western Conference, and I'd say Jeremy Grant is the guy from the Eastern Conference. I don't think Ben Simmons deserves to be an all-star. I think it should be Jeremy Grant in his spot. Um, Back to the Pistons, though. They're not terrible. They're serviceable. Like I said, they're they're a terrible team, but they're a terrible, fun team to watch. I, I... watch when I can and the Pistons had a really good game last night they actually ended up beating the Magic Um, at one point they had I believe a 20 point lead over them Uh, we are still pretty bad but holy shit Troy Weaver is the best thing to happen since the Pistons brought home a championship in 2004 the players yeah 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 the players that this man has drafted are showing a lot of promise along with the other pieces, you know, that Troy Weaver has put together with this team, you know, Josh Jackson, Jeremy Grant, DeLon Wright, you know, uh, we're experiencing some injuries with the Pistons, you know, Killian Hayes is still out with his injury. Saban Lee had a career night tonight. He had 21 points. He was our second round pick selected 38th overall. I believe I could be wrong with that. No, I believe it is 38. Um, and he's from Vanderbilt. Obviously, this kid can ball. Um, he's got freaky hops, scary athletic, really interesting player. Um, this was, you know, his first 
an only really good game in the NBA. So we'll have to see how, you know, he continues to develop, but we've, uh, we've got a lot of optimism and hope here in the city of Detroit when it comes to at least the basketball side of things, you know, Troy, we were that man. I do, we talk about this every week, but I want to put you on the spot before we transition out of uh, professional hoops. Where do you think, like, after seeing, like, you know, week over week, what mm-hmm. is the time frame you're expecting now? Has it shifted at all? Are you in the same spot? We're still some years away. Like, putting you on the spot, how do you think, like, how many years out would you say before we're second round in the playoff, maybe winning second round going to the conference finals? I would say four, maybe five years out. Um, Has that, has that changed with what you've been seeing so far this season or is that held pretty true? um, I would have said probably at the beginning of the season, it would have been about seven or eight years. So I'd say the timeline's moved up. Yeah, it's definitely improvement. Um, But it really, really depends on, you know, where things go moving forward. Where, you know, what we do with in the NBA draft next year, um, how Killian develops, how Sadiq Bay develops, how Isaiah Stewart develops, you know, Jeremy Grant, is he going to continue to be uh, basically the center of this franchise and the go-to guy? Um, it'll be interesting to see what the Pistons can Blake, get for Blake Griffin. I don't really know if it's going to be much just because Blake Griffin is unfortunately old and, not really playing well this year and it sucks to see with how much he's given to this city unfortunately that's just how some things play out yeah i mean at the end of the day sports is a business i think it's it's hard sometimes for fan favorites to remember that you know that's just how it is at times but you know before we transition you know not not, now looking past pro hoops let's look at college unfortunately that one school from ann arbor which i refuse to name or bet on on the show unlike you Unlike um, me, <laughs> they're doing really well still. I, 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 that's it. That's that's my whole analysis. All right, I'll take. I'll, I'll for, t- for I'll our Michigan fans out there. I I have nothing for you other than congratulations. You're having a good year. That's I'll it. Take it. All right. Wow. That's that was more than I was expecting. Yeah, a little big of me. I, I know. I know. That's that's very nice of you to say. Now nah, this this Michigan basketball team is good. They went into Columbus on Sunday be a very, very talented Ohio State team. I was actually a little surprised. I thought that game might not have been as close as it was. Ohio State really, really hung around. And, you know, they were able to really push Michigan. Um, Michigan ended up walking away with the victory. Uh, I did put some money on that game. Uh, I bet on I bet with Dave Portnoy, uh, Michigan to win over 145. It was a nice little odds boost of plus 300 there. So I made quick 30 right there. Um, I think I also took MSU minus one and a half. So I'm happy from a gambling perspective. I do have a high school, a former high school teammate of mine who is on the Michigan basketball roster. So I'm rooting for him. I hope he has a a good rest of his college career as his days are, are winding down. But this Michigan team scares me for March Madness. I think they're going to make a pl- deep playoff run. And I would – I'm going to go – you know what? Uh, yeah, Michigan's going to be a Final Four team. 
Yep, yep, yep. I I see your facial expressions. They look like you want to vomit. I don't have any comment on that. I, I think that this Michigan team has been real good. Um uh, <laughs> that's all you can get out of you, can't you? The head coach has done a fantastic job. I have a lot of respect for him and what Juwan he's done. He, he has done a phenomenal job with that program, especially after taking over for the greatest uh, basketball coach in Michigan history and, and John Beeline. Those are some pretty big shoes to fill, that's for sure. He's done a good job. I'm impressed. He seems like he's made them a humble team, which is something that yes. Michigan athletics just doesn't fucking have. Yes. It, it, um, all, I, that's, I think that's the one thing that allows me to not hate Michigan completely is – Ever since I've grown up watching these two teams compete, John, when John Beeline was there, him and Tom Izzo had the utmost respect for yep. each other. And now that Jawan Howard's there, Same he has respect. the utmost respect for Tom Izzo. And you know, it, you know, he, this is his second year, first year. No, it's definitely not first. His first. Second it's or third? Second year. No, it's his second year. Yeah, because last, last year was his year. first, and we swept them last year. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, anytime, you know, obviously there's, uh, no love lost between the two schools, but the two schools do respect each other in, the, in, in basketball. Yeah. I do respect Michigan basketball. I don't and, in football. And I don't, and football. I respect Michigan hockey. Those are the two things I respect. That's literally it. Um, <laughs> every other sport no, <laughs> like fuck off. Um, that's, that's honestly why it's, it's their football fans are why I don't want to see them do well in basketball. Exactly. They just can be cocky assholes, and I just don't have much tolerance for 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 their mindset. However, I love, I love how Joe Milton was supposed to be the next. Oh like, yeah, and he's Cam Newton, and now he's transferring because Antoine the, you Simmons. Know, apparently, Jim Harbaugh, the quarterback whisperer, just can't hold yeah. a fucking quarterback. Pretty sure this is his like seventh quarterback in eight years, or eight quarterbacks in yeah, seven it's not, years. It's, it's not great. It's not great. We'll get. We'll definitely get into more of our, our NCAA football preview as the season approaches. But yeah, fuck Michigan athletics. They're they're hot right now. I guess that's good. Not basketball. Um, nah, still fuck them, but fuck them less. Fuck them less, okay, but still right. fuck them. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're a final four team. I think that all these teams. Like this is a weird year. Um, you know, my, my, my college basketball analysis, I only end up watching March Madness and it seems like the blue bloods that are always doing really hot during the year that don't face any adversity over the season strike out when it comes to March Madness time. I think you got Gonzaga and Baylor, which haven't seen much adversity on the court. There's been a lot of off court stuff this year. I mean, everyone fucking living in the United States, anyone who's ever listened, who's going to listen to this podcast has seen some shit that hopefully we'll never have to see again with COVID and all the other bullshit associated. But that doesn't translate to on court or on ice or on field adversity. And I think that these teams have had kind of a cakewalk all season from a talent perspective. And the Big Ten by by no means is, is a cakewalk. Not at all. But it's the best. It's the best conference in. I just don't. Basketball. If you're a Michigan fan listening to this show, first of all, thank you. Um, second of all, I, <laughs> I wouldn't get your hopes up too high yet. And I'm gonna keep betting against Michigan in the tournament until they inevitably end up winning the championship, and I just lose <laughs> all my fucking money. And it's just how it's gonna go. So, um, and honestly, if you're a Michigan fan listening to this show, you gotta be happy with that kind of news because I am fucking terrible at gambling on this show. <laughs> all my picks are bad on the show, so. 
If you're a Michigan fan, you got to be happy with that news. But Josh, I'm done talking about fucking Michigan sports. Let's 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 move this conversation on. I think that Michigan State's having the resurgence that we needed to have four months ago. Oh, this team, I okay, Trevor. I know, like two weeks ago, I said on this podcast, I'm done. Michigan State screwed me over. Yeah, that lasted all fucking like three days, Josh. It, it was not three days. It was at least a week, maybe okay. more. Sure. And I texted you Saturday and I said, Trevor, I'm at Harper's. Josh was like a fucking addict. He's just scratching it. So like, oh, I'm going to bet on him. And I I, to- I mean, I told him to, of course. I, I just started watching them against, who was it? Who they play? Indiana. Indiana, yeah, I started watching him against Indiana, and you know, I had I had the Harper's juice inside of me, and it does change a man. It does. Oh, it changes a man for sure. And I just I bought in. I hammered them money line live. They fucking won. I did the same exact thing again tonight, and they fucking won. I can't say I'm going to do the same thing Thursday against Ohio State. Don't take my word for that, though, because there's a 12% chance that I could do something stupid. Um, but, you know, this team had a very, very, very impressive win against Illinois last night. And it was a very much needed win for this team. Uh, this team has experienced a significant amount of ups and downs, a lot of inconsistency. Aaron Henry. That man's a dog. That man. He he has fully embodied what it means to be a Spartan dog. And, and it's fantastic to see him kind of blossom over the course of the hardships of this year. And another guy who I think has just been utterly fantastic. And in games like last or you know, Tuesday night, seeing Josh Langford, the way that he performed yeah. on Tuesday night's game against Illinois, seeing him be the reason. I mean, on the court, but also just the emotional support. Every single, every single miss shot, every single foul called against us. He was patting the guy on the back, saying, "Hey, it's going to be okay. We got this. We can do this." Seeing him get the chance to, you know, be a part of that and live up to the hype that is Michigan State basketball was just, you know, it's phenomenal to see. Josh Langford was there when I was a freshman. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a name that's been associated with me my entire time at Michigan State. And now my, like, I'm an alumni now for sure. So, like, to see the last remnant of my time at the university start to really control the game and, and to see that control have results on the court was phenomenal. Josh Langford has been the emotional guy this entire year. He has been beating the drum. He's been fucking – he's been doing everything. And that wasn't translating earlier this year. And I, I could tell that it had an effect on him and it had an effect on the team. Um, and to see just the the weight lifted off his chest to see that influence that he was having on the game tonight. And he's not a selfish player. He would never say anything like that. But just to see his body language tonight was phenomenal. Um, Tuesday's game against Illinois was Michigan State basketball. And to it see was. – one game of Michigan State basketball this season when I thought everything was lost 
man it was fucking nice it, 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 was, back in. it was nice and i'm fully bought back in uh, i'm i'm right there with you Josh before Lee. the show we were we were discussing amongst ourselves you know the many different routes that we potentially have to get to the tournament and the best course of action that josh and i have come up with is we need to win three of the next four so we see ohio state next then we see maryland then, then we, we see, see michigan, michigan twice, twice. Yep. We need to go three for four, and then we need to have Josh and I. We're gonna go real liberally here and say a final four push in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. So that's right, folks. We need to beat. We just beat number five ranked Illinois. We need to go to Ohio State, beat number four ranked Ohio State. We then need to go to Maryland. They're not ranked, fortunately, but they're still a good team. They're still not, a good team. They're not scrubs, so we need to nope. go. That's going to be a hard game. And after our break, quote-unquote, with Maryland, we need to go face our in-state rivals of scumbags from Ann Arbor twice, which are ranked number three in the nation right now. If any coach in any league, in any sport that I follow, can do it, it's it's gotta be Tom Izzo, right? Like, I mean, we are. Let's see, we're we're five days out from the best month of the year, right? January, February, Izzo. Mm-hmm. January, February, Izzo. It's been true my Every entire year. life. Every. This is. I think maybe it's a little late that this team's starting to put it together. I mean, best case scenario, we win the Big Ten tournament, and that means we're automatically into the NCAA tournament. But we got to get through Michigan. A true gauntlet. Ohio State, Illinois again, Wisconsin. Iowa. Iowa, yeah. Just uh, that's a pretty nasty fucking fucking Purdue. I don't think they're ranked, but they're always a problem. they're, They're right around that top 25 team. Area. Yeah, it's it's going to be grim. It's going to be hard. Considering this is a gambling show at this point, Michigan State's won two in a row. It's almost March. Responsibly bet just a little bit on them against Ohio State. Maybe, maybe take them to cover the spread. Maybe this team. I think this is going to be a real big game of you know the hungry dog runs harder. Ohio State is playing for pride and to keep their positioning. Michigan State's playing to stay alive. Anytime you got a team playing to stay alive, they're going to fight. And this team's going to fight. And Tom Izzo's going to fight. And they're gelling at the right time. I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm not saying it's not going to be the 30-point blowout that it was against Iowa. But responsibly, I'm going to put some money on Michigan State money line because I'm a homer. It's what I do, and and I want to see them do well. But, Josh, we're starting to trend into our picks and big games segments. So I want to wrap up the Detroit sports talk by bringing in my beloved Detroit Red Wings. Oh, yes. The Red Wings won a game. You're kidding. I know. Doesn't happen often. It was a 2-1 thriller this past weekend against Florida. Absolutely. There we go, boys. Always, always feels good. Anytime anybody can win is a nice feeling. 
And then on Tuesday night, they lost 2-0 to the Predators. So the analysis that I gave on Friday's show holds true still. The Wings, over the course of the weekend, did not lose the ability to control and dominate, if you can go so far as to use the word dominate, the ice at 5-on-5. But when they're shorthanded or on the power play, they're terrible. (laughs) <laughs> they officially have are expected to get this expected to give up more goals on the power play than they are to score. They have not scored a power play goal in the last 36 attempts, which takes them back to 2020. Um, it's grim. It doesn't seem as though the coaching staff is necessarily trying to get a bunch of young guys in there. Um, Detroit Red Wings Twitter has kind of been split on that. There's been some people who are rather angry and agitated that the young guys aren't getting all the ice time. And there's some guys saying, well, the older guys deserve it because they fought hard when the Wings were a good team. I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, I don't see the point in, in in trying to destroy the the confidence of the young guys at this point in the season. That being said, too, I don't see the point in putting no product on the ice for the fans to watch. It's hard to watch Red Wings hockey right now. But there's nobody really in the stands, so you don't really need to sell the game. So if you don't need to sell the game, I would try and protect the confidence of the young dudes because pro sports boil down to mentality more than anything, really. Um, And that's been in short supply. Confidence has been in Detroit hockey lately. Um, but they're playing their game the way the best that they can. And I think that as long as you can stomach watching bullshit close games, you're probably going to make a lot of money if you keep betting the wings to cover the spread. They're a team designed to win or lose one goal hockey games and puck lines in the NHL are always minus or plus one and a half. So there's definitely some value there. Um, Josh and I will have to run the numbers on and, and try and figure out how, how that's been looking this year. If you were to bet the wings to cover on every single game, um, we'll get back to you guys on that little project. We don't have any interns who we can just tell to go pull a bunch of numbers for us. So all this research is going to come from us and we'll, and we'll get there for you guys eventually, hopefully. Um, other than that, Josh, did you watch any Red Wings hockey since the last time we discussed on the show? I can't say that I have. All right, perfect. That's it. Uh, yeah. that, that's that. I was just seeing if you know there is any fucking low hanging fruit for you to go and grab it. That's okay. Last little bit here, guys, on the Detroit sports update. So it's our beloved Tigers. I mean, Josh and I are striving towards being the number one baseball podcast in the Motor City. So we'll get there. We'll get there. All I can tell you is that there is a new ad on Fox Sports Detroit talking about Coney dogs being served in uh, Leland, um, Florida, which is where training camp takes place. And the commercial indicates you can't get it in Leland. You can get it in Flint. So (laughs) that's the big update so far on Tigers preseason. Um, That's where we stand. You just can't get Coney's in Florida anymore, only in Michigan. So... (laughs) Take take that with what you will. We're going to continue to provide you guys expert analysis of the baseball season. I will say, though, the Tigers' Twitter account did tweet out a little video of Miguel Cabrera hitting home runs off of uh, basically underhand pitches, and that got me pretty excited because, fuck, home runs are still pretty tight. So that's it. That's baseball. <laughs> 
we're gonna we're gonna give you guys a full season preview and breakdown of course prior to the start of the season we have a couple of buddies who are who are into baseball somehow so we're gonna try and get them on when the time comes and we'll give you guys a little rundown on what we expect for the baseball season any closing comments josh on detroit sports we suck but still we still suck we still we we still suck okay but things are looking promising fuck it i'll take that i'll take that sir well, man, I think that we we have been a little grim, a little sad, and I want to continue that with a serious note before we get into the big games of the week. There's some pretty big news that came out on Tuesday, February 23rd, about Tiger Woods. He got into a pretty bad single-car car accident out in California. And fortunately, before we started recording the show, there was a big update that was announced via his agent and his personal PR team, which is fantastic news. I mean, as fantastic as that kind of news can be, he was completely responsive, completely conscious and talking and in decent spirits, as good a spirits as, as anybody can be in that type of situation. What right. inevitably happened was his car rolled over the median somehow. Um, fortunately, he wasn't under the influence. So I'm not exactly, no, I mean, I personally do not know, and I haven't seen any source that can indicate as to what may have directly led to this accident transpiring. No one knows yet. Um, and I'm not sure that we're going to know, and I'm not sure that we need to know. Uh, what we do need to know, though, is that he's okay. First mm-hmm. and foremost, that's very important, especially because, you know, we're just a little bit over a year from the tragedy that happened with Kobe Bryant. And yeah. this incident took place relatively close to where that incident yeah. took place. And it's About just, you know, 13 months apart. Yeah. It's you know, recent in time. I'm saying also in location, like the, the yeah. locations, of those incidents were relatively close. And yeah. So tiger ended up having to get surgery. He had a communicated break in his leg and for those of you like myself go ahead don't know anything about the medical (laughs) field what that means is that his leg was broken in two different places they put in a they had to do emergency surgery he also has his ankle shattered so his entire right leg is just completely not quite alex smithed but damn close Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, there's been no talks about his career, his future career in the PGA. Um, as a realist, it looks a little grim. But Tiger Woods is Tiger Woods. And I think that if there's anybody who's going to come back from anything, it's going to be him. Uh, you know, he's had he's had his troubles in the past. You know, you can think anything that you you may want to think about the guy for his situation with his ex-wife and, and all of that kind of stuff. But his comeback story in 2019 when he won the Masters was truly phenomenal. And one of the coolest moments I've seen in sports. And I think that this man now is probably more motivated than he even was back then. You know, after playing a couple of programs with his son, who's starting to get to the age now where he can be a legitimate, not that he wasn't a legitimate golfer before, but he's getting old enough now that he can like compete and, Tournaments. actual tournaments and like yeah. start paving his way towards his own pro career. I would not be surprised to see Tiger Woods 
going to Tiger Woods things to show to his son that, hey, adversity is as much as you let it be. You know, he's going to – I, I do course. think that even if he doesn't return to the uh, competition, I don't think we're done seeing Tiger Woods on camera swinging a golf club. It's just going to take some time. So, you know – I think that this is a good lesson, Josh. I've been rambling here for a second, but I think it's a good lesson to kind of take some time and, you know, appreciate everything we have going on. At any point, it could happen to anybody. You know, Tiger Woods is fucking untouchable. <laughs> he still can roll a car and yep. fuck up his leg. Um, I know that, you know, this entire golf season, I'll be thinking a little bit more about how lucky I am to be out there on the course. So that serious note. I didn't want to start off the show that way because, you know, I kind of can bring the mood down a little bit. I figured it kind of would fit in well after talking about the lethargic actions that are Detroit sports. But everybody keep, you know, keep safe. Keep trying. If you go and swing a golf club this year, maybe think of Tiger Woods. Obviously, he doesn't need your money. Don't forget that Sunday red. But uh, he's a good guy, and I think he's going to come back strong. And that, Josh, I want to bring us to – the big games of the week. So let us start in the NBA and NCAA. Josh, what do you have lined up for us, buddy? So my first game is for tonight. And it's actually our beloved and terrible Detroit Pistons taking on the New Orleans Pelicans. <laughs> um. Pistons are bad. Pelicans are trying to fight for a playoff spot. I kind of just said this is a big game of the week because I really want to watch the Pistons. And, you know, I I love seeing the young guys out there. I love seeing guys that are going to be a part of this future for hopefully the next five, six, seven, eight years. And um, from the Pelican side, I mean, you get to watch Zion Williamson, the guy who was terrible enough to choke against MSU. Fuck him. Thank you, Zion. He's also on my shit list. (laughs) Um, You also get to watch one of the better guards in the NBA, Lonzo Ball. I'm a huge Lonzo Ball fan. Love Lonzo, love Lamella, love Jello, love the whole Ball family. And then you got, you know, Slender Man, Brandon Ingram. Um, him and his, you know, long frame. He's a very talented scorer. So that's definitely going to be a, a game to to keep your eye on and to tune into. Trevor, we got any big games in the NHL this week? We do, sir. So I'm going to start on Wednesday night tonight, just as you did. And Wednesday night is Hockey Night in America, which is, I think, a little bit of an underknown, at least an underappreciated night. The NHL, under normal circumstances, always tries to pair some rivals up. And I think that we're getting something really cool with the division realignment this year is we're starting to see just utter hatred of different teams, which I think as a fan makes it very exciting. And we're starting things off in the Central Division, which is the division that are beloved and also terrible Detroit Red Wings are in. And the big game I want to circle out of the Central this week is Dallas versus the Panthers. So for those of you that follow the NHL, Dallas has been was in the Stanley Cup final last year against Tampa Bay. And they've been off to a bit of a rocky start. They've lost 
six in a row. Oof. And they've had their schedule just completely fuckered by all the weather out that happened in Texas. Um, quick side note, I hate to have to keep being the serious guy on this show this this week, but fuck. Um anyone out in Texas, if you're somehow listening to Motor City Bets, first of all, also thank you. Second of all, you know, we are sending our, our deepest thoughts and condolences out there and there are some charities that are doing the most good. The American Red Cross is, is among them that are providing direct relief to those suffering in Texas. If anybody has a little bit extra that they can give, maybe take a little profits from your gambling. And, and if you could give even a dollar out to the, the Red Cross, that's going to go a long way. <clears throat> I think I'm done with the serious stuff for today, Josh. I think that I've accomplished everything. Uh, check, I check, check. That being said, though, Dallas is still a good team. They're remnants of themselves, and they've been off, and they've been beaten, and they've had a lot of adversity. And conversely, the Panthers are coming in, and they have, they're have they a perfect 6-0 and following a loss. They won their last game. Um, so that, that, that doesn't really help you. But this team, this Panthers team, they turned things around. The Panthers used to be one of the laughing stocks in the NHL, and over the past few years, They've really kind of changed that around. I think that this game is really close. There's no official lines out yet. But I think from a gambling gambler's perspective, I kind of like the under here. Dallas okay. hasn't been playing a ton of games lately. And typically in the NHL, if you're if for a lot of goals to be scored, you need repetition and you need time for chemistry to build among line, lines mates. And if you're taking time off for whatever reason, you're going to come back a little bit more sluggish than you otherwise may be. And the Panthers play a pretty stout defensive game, and they do have some offensive talent, but their game is less flashy, score a bunch of goals, try and out-compete you that way. They're going to play a lot of punchy-in-the-face hockey, and Dallas plays a very similar style that they do. So I, I, I think the under here seems safe. That being said, you're going to bet the over. No, 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 I'm not. I'm going to probably take the under here. But my point that I was going to say was it's the NHL. Um, All it takes is for a shot to randomly ricochet off the ass of somebody on either team. (laughs) And all of a sudden you have a goal, which then obviously counts towards the over or the under. (laughs) So it's very fucking random and nothing makes sense. But on paper, the under is what makes sense here. You've seen my record on the show. Take that for what it's worth. It's pretty good, I'm going to say, Trev. Uh, I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> no further comments at this time, sir. <laughs> I do have another Wednesday night game for us, though. And I'm going to take us from the Central to the Red Hot North Division. So just a reminder for everybody, the North Division is only Canadian teams this year, which... I think it's fucking beautiful. It, it won't last back when times become less unprecedented. But for the time being, it is a true treat to any fan of hockey. The offense has been crazy. Fighting's been crazy. You have a bunch of talent at the top and a bunch of shit at the bottom. It's just been fantastic. We'd love to see it. So we have the number one team in the north in the Toronto Maple Leafs going against the Calgary Flames. So Calgary's been a pretty solid team this year, but they're not great. They're kind of one of those teams that I've been trying to stay away 
little bit from the gambling perspective because they have been on the more random side of things. However, it doesn't matter. The story here isn't about fucking Calgary. It's about Toronto. They got blanked, fucking blanked in their last game. I had the over in that game. I had three or four different scoring prop bets in yep, that game. Me too. Me too. I had Austin Matthews, a FanDuel boosted scoring prop bet in that game. And they got shut wasn't out. That, wasn't that to score two goals? Yeah, because he had done that in two of his past. He had done that in three of the past five games that he played. He was on a 18-point, 14-game point streak. That's right. We were talking about that. Yeah, he's fucking a stud. And I think that after they got shut out, they're going to come out and they're going to absolutely come fucking dick kick in Calgary. And this doesn't count as one of my picks, you know, on my card officially, but I, I've said this about Toronto before the last time that they lost. If this team has any fucking fight and then they're going to come out and dick kick their opponent the next time they come out. And they did that the last time. And I think after getting shut out with that much offensive talent and that much offensive defensive talent on the team, I would be horrified. If I'm Calgary's goalie, I'm staying home. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling in sick. I don't want to be there. It's going to be a tough night for my stat line. I personally, I might even fucking same game parlay the over and Toronto money line like this, or even to cover the fucking spread. Like I'm going to look at like the odds aren't out yet, but like that game is going to be Toronto, 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 Toronto. You can definitely cash in on some player props. Austin Matthews is good for at least one goal. Marner is going to get at least one point and Tavares is probably going to get one point. There's a lot of opportunity in there. And Josh, we've talked about this on the show before within the NHL. It's hard to predict, hard to predict anything, but there are players that average a point per game. And if you start betting on those players that typically average a point per game to at least get one point in a game, you're not going to win every single weekend. And, you know, we got fucked by Austin on that game, but I've won a lot of money on the back of Austin Matthews this year, and I'm not going to not gonna turn my back on the American hero that is. Just to give you a little update, Trevor, the Calgary Flames and Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Leafs, minus one and a half. At oh, minus, the line's out. At Sweet. Plus 154. Ooh, I love that. Hammer. They're, they're minus 158 money line, and the over-under is set at six and a half. Yeah, take the over and hammer them minus one and a half. And by hammer, I mean, obviously, bet responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, please feel free to call 1-800-GAMBLER. We encourage everybody to gamble responsibly and gamble within your means. Eating is more important than gambling, and that's that's inevitably what it comes down to, right? That's a a very good point. I meant to to tell you, Trevor, I – I was sitting back, you know, watching Sparty, some other NBA basketball, and I, I got to looking on ESPN, and I saw that Edmonton was down two goals to Vancouver tonight. They were. So, so I reached out to a hockey expert of ours, and I asked him, I said, hey, Edmonton's down two. They're plus two and a half right now. Should I, should I take this? He's like, yeah. Yeah, take it. Take it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to take it. Ended up winning it because 
uh, Edmonton won four to three. It was it was a beautiful. I, it, it made me fall back in love with hockey. Unrelated to that, but very related to that. I also noticed that Edmonton was down two goals at one point, and I was like, "There's no fucking way this team loses." I got them money line no. plus six eighty. You're kidding. I wish I had been more confident in my bet at the time. <laughs> I only bet like two or three bucks. But oh, Trevor. Still happy to get a dub. It looks good to see the green I, and the wind. That's gone. true. That's, that's true. That went, hey, we cannot be greedy. Once cannot we get, be greedy. Once we get greedy, that's when things. That's when we lose. That's, that's when we, that's that when is we when we lose. I uh, Today, guys, I was literally, I literally created parlays to lose. <laughs> that's that's how fucked I was after my my disappointing Monday. I gotta be honest; they all came within two games. Okay, they weren't. They it was it was almost it almost gonna happened. But Josh, let's move on here. We covered Wednesday. Let's look ahead to Thursday. Any games that jump off of the paper to you in the the basketball realm of the world? Yeah, I've got I've got two two games in the NCAA and. All t- all four teams are in the top ten. Um, first off, we've got West Virginia and Baylor. Baylor's coming off a scare at a I think a two and sixteen Iowa State team. Um, they're bad. Uh, I believe they were down sixteen at one point uh, to Iowa State. Somehow came back, pulled that out. West Virginia is always a good team with Bob Huggins, you know, running that ship. I think that team's been um, incredible this year. They, they, I, I've watched. I've, I've had a chance for whatever reason. They've just been on my TV. Uh, West Virginia, that is, and I've been truly impressed. Impressed with seeing them fight back, and you know, just their compete level's been real high. Uh, I think West Virginia. I, 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 I like West Virginia in this game. You like West Virginia in this game. I see. As the I, non, as the non basketball guy. I like West Virginia in this game. I can see that. Um, but I think Baylor kind of coming back home. Um, I think I think they're gonna get a nice kick in the ass and and they're gonna come out and they're gonna they're gonna put the pedal to the metal against uh, West Virginia. And I think they're going to cover the spread. I don't know what it oh. is yet, but oh wow! Um, if that was a that's not on my picks, don't take my word for it. But so we're at odds um, here. Then we are at odds. Um, and then game number two is a, a beautiful Big Ten matchup between number nine Iowa and number three Michigan. Number three Michigan coming off that gigantic win on the road at, at number four Ohio State. Iowa, you know, led by Luca Garza. God, I hate that guy. Yeah, um, fuck him. Very high on my fucking I, list. I, yeah, he's he. Uh, I can't stand that man. He looks he he looks like an ogre. No offense. Um, I, I like Michigan in this game. Um, fuck off. I I'm sorry. I just I okay. Again, this is not in my picks. Um, I I like. I think Hunter Dickinson is a talented enough big that he's going to be able to stop or try to contain Luca Garza a little bit. Problem is if Hunter Dickinson gets into foul trouble, I don't really know what they're going to do. They'll maybe put Austin Davis on him. Uh, I really don't like Austin Davis on Luca Garza. Luca, I think is a little too shifty for him. Um, but I think the camaraderie and 
the togetherness that Michigan plays with um, that Juwan Howard has established there in that culture, which is truly remarkable in only year two. Um, I think, you know, Franz, uh, Franz Wagner, Isaiah Livers, Mike Smith, Chaundy Brown, all those guys, they're going to step up if they have to. I believe a few weeks ago on the show, Josh, I put Iowa officially in my fuck you bucket. You did. Yep. Yes, you so did, sir. This game is a double fuck you bucket for me. Wow. Yeah, this might be the first and might be one of the only. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. What about Michigan and uh, Ohio State? Ohio uh, State. Easy. Not yeah. double fuck you game. I it don't hit Ohio State at all. I thought you did. No, nah, not really. Okay. All right. All right. I've been passive on Ohio State. I'm not the biggest fan of them. I mean, I'm not going to go. Their fans also piss me off. But, like, most of Ohio pisses me off. Um, I see your point, bro. I, I, I'm too tall to ride rides, bud. No, you're not. I feel too tall. Well, hey, that'll be, a, that'll be a podcast for the summer. We'll talk about roller coasters for an episode. How's that? Jesus, you guys are really in for a treat for that. My my take on roller coasters are even colder <laughs> than my takes on Michigan. So, not a fan. But, uh, either way, it. Josh, I think that Michigan is a damn good team. And I'll be yeah. eating my words if I say Iowa wins because I also fucking hate Iowa. This game's However, in Ann Arbor, too. I think Iowa covers. Wow. I don't think they win, okay. but I think they cover. What, I think that if you had to guess right now, what would you predict the line to be? Probably four and a half favoring Michigan. I could see that. I think that Iowa I think, takes, I think it'll open at five and a half. Yeah, I think it opens at five and a half. I think it ends at four and a half before the game starts. So five and a half is what I originally thought, but either way, I think that this game starts with Michigan. I think this is a big slugfest. I think it's going to be, I mean, a lot of times in Big Ten basketball. and just. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think so, too. Uh, I'm leaning over a little bit. I'm probably not going to bet too much on this game because I fucking hate both these teams. So. <laughs> uh, but either way. Got to bet on something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do think that – I do think that Iowa is going to have a run where they go up maybe seven, eight, nine, ten points on Michigan Shit. at some point in that game. And I think that if that does happen, fuck, I hate to say this, hammer Michigan. <laughs> if, if if they're down by 10 to Iowa and the odds are in your favor. Are like plus one. Yeah, plus 160 plus. Oof. If you can get them at plus 160 at any point in that game, fucking hammer it. Like I did that today against Illinois and Michigan State. Like I want Michigan State to win, but. At about eight minutes left, or whenever Julius Marble fouled out, and then we had Bing, Bingham at Bing four fouls, yeah. Yeah. and then we had uh, Kithier at four fouls, who eventually also fouled out. I was like, there is enough time. Illinois can come back from 10 points. They're plus 720. Did you, did you see the end of that game? I did, yeah. I, I'm, I, I, I hate to cut you off, but this me I, I started cracking up when I saw this. They cut to Tom Izzo. Me and my roommates were talking about this. I'm yelling, it's my it, I'm it's minus eleven right now for MSU. And I could have gotten it. I didn't because I just wanted to be safe and not Smart. piss away my money at Smart. ten and a half. And I'm like, oh my God, they're gonna cover. 
and then they cut to Tom Izzo and um, I think it's Br- Brad Underwood or something yeah, like that. Brad Underwood. Um, <laughs> so they can show him shaking hands. And then just as you hear the buzzer go off, you say, you hear the announcer go, Io DeSumo with the steal and the bucket, it'll count. And then you just see two points added. He covered. He covered. What a hero. I couldn't I couldn't believe it. I wish I had seen it live because I would have died laughing, but I'd laughed even harder because they cut away from it. Unreal, dude. Unreal. I wonder if he saw the line himself. <laughs> but Josh, I think that that's probably probably enough for Thursday. I want to look over into the NHL for Thursday. And we have one of my favorite matchups that used to be the divisional round, typically in the Eastern Eastern Conference, and that's between Pittsburgh and Washington. I think I've highlighted this game every single time I've had a chance to. Every single time you get a chance to watch Sidney Crosby go up against Alexander Ovechkin, you're going to see some good fucking hockey. Washington, D.C. and Pittsburgh are two teams that don't like each other. Tuesday night, they played. Pittsburgh won in overtime 3-2. They have been trading blows this entire series, this entire season. No team in that series has won back consecutive games this year. Pittsburgh just won Tuesday night. Hammer Washington Thursday night. It's easy money. My other game for Thursday is the Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Carolina Hurricanes. Tampa Bay won the Stanley Cup last year. Talked about it a bunch on the show. Talked about it a bunch just in general. Most people feel like know that. Carolina constantly gets talked about as being like the next good big team. And the reason this game is highlighted is that they have a chance to really kind of like throw their weight around a little bit here. A little who's who. Carolina recently just lost a game pretty brutally to Chicago Blackhawks, who are also on a uh, – I don't even really want to get into Blackhawks tonight. Um, <laughs> they're doing a lot better than anybody would have thought, and that's cool, uh, I guess. As a Wings fan, it's hard for me to say, but, hey, whatever. I think that this this matchup between Tampa Bay Lightning and Carolina Hurricanes is going to be interesting because – there's, the Hurricanes are starting to get some guys back from injury, most notably their goalie, Peter Mrazek, who used to be a Detroit Red Wing. I was so happy when we traded his ass, but <laughs> he's been playing a lot better down down in Carolina, and I'm, I'm happy to see anybody, anybody who has a tough going career that can turn it around. Automatically, you get my respect. I'm happy to see that happen. That being said, Tampa Bay's dropped some weird games this year. They lost one to the Panthers, like 6-2. to two. Um, earlier this year, and like they've lost games where they just haven't put forth any effort. So if you're gambling in this game, your intuition might tell you to take Tampa Bay to cover because they're going to be favored in this game, minus one and a half. And the odds are going to be really nice. It's probably going to be like minus 110 or like plus 120 or plus 130 for – Tampa to cover and you just gotta you gotta look at that and you gotta realize that Tampa is probably gonna have a chill game Carolina has a little bit more to prove in this game if you're gonna bet this I'd probably take Tampa Bay money line I like that I really like that 
I feel like it feels pretty safe. They also Tampa Bay just got shut out two or three day, two or three games ago, and I think that they're still kind of like a little bit embarrassed by that. Anytime you have a really good and a really like well known offensive team get shut out, I think that they have a little bit over offense for the next like four to five games, just to kind of prove to themselves and their fans that they, that they can actually score goals. If they're a good team, you know, the Wings got shut out tonight, and I would not be surprised to see them score one goal next time they get play. <laughs> but, you know, that's why they're not a big game of the week. Uh, that being said, though, Thursday night, our beloved Wings do play. They're not part of the big game of the week, but, you know, hey, if you're like me, you're going to watch them. It's going to be sad, but, hey, it's Red Wings hockey. And back during the height of the pandemic, I, I couldn't have asked for anything more than just seeing the Red Wings play. So, Taking a positive approach here, Josh. I'm just happy to see the boys play. I think that we have a great slate of games this week, people. I urge you guys to bet responsibly, but also have a good time. There's always money to be made. Constantly check those boosts and those bet ways. So if you're using the Barstool app, I think there's just a lot of opportunity out there. And I'm excited. All right, Josh. We're, we're, do you have anything else you want to say about the big games of the week before we move on to our picks? No, let's dive into these picks, Trev. All right, Josh, I want to start with you um, only because, unfortunately for me, you have a better record. You are now 10 and 15. You were one and two last week. Yeah. Josh, what's your first pick? All right. My first pick is going to be tonight. Ooh. It's a top 20 college basketball, basketball matchup. We got number six, Alabama, on the road against number 20, Arkansas. I've bet on Alabama before, and they have not covered. Um, so I'm rolling with Arkansas here. Uh, they're minus one. Uh, I believe the odds are minus 110. So, or no, actually, I believe it's plus 110. So that made Ooh. me want to take it. Yeah. Um, so I'm rolling with Arkansas there. What's, uh, what's your first pick, Trev? First pick, talked about a bit earlier here. It's Toronto. I'm taking them this spread against Calgary. I already gave a little preview of this game in, in the in the game of the week to watch. Toronto is going to absolutely come out swinging, um, and I don't think Calgary has the answer for it. Like I said, if I'm Calgary's goalie, I'm trying to stay home. Good night. Your second pick, Mr. Josh. All right, my second pick is a team that just played today. Uh, but this game is for Thursday night. It's Nebraska versus Illinois. Um, I think Illinois is going to be pissed off yes. if they lost to Michigan State and the way that they did. I think Io DeSumo and Kofi Cockburn are going to destroy Nebraska just on their own. Um, I'm hammering Illinois to cover. I think I like I think that. I, if it's like, I hope it's not like 14 and a half, but if it's like 11 and a half, if it's anything under 10, I'm hammering it. Yeah. I'd probably even go to 11 and a half, maybe. I like that. I like that call a lot. I think that this is definitely a, a pissed off vengeance game for Illinois. And I think that I feel bad for Nebraska. If I'm Nebraska, honestly, I might stay home. COVID. Just no. Exactly, yeah. I'm going to pull a quick, Jim Harbaugh on Michigan football and just not play the catch, rest of the year. Catch a like, quick COVID case. Peace. 
Yeah. All right, Trev, what's your next pick? My second pick, another team I've been rolling with all fucking year, Colorado. Okay. They're playing against Minnesota this year, or this year, Jesus, (laughs) in this game. Uh, This this game is also going to be on Wednesday night. This game on paper, nothing about this should say that Minnesota should even be able to hold a candle. But as we've talked about many, many, many times on this show, and anybody who bets on the NHL realizes that it's the NHL. Anything can happen at just about any time. That being said, my pick is officially Colorado to cover. Let's go. I think that they just lost a game to the Vegas Golden Knights. They've played the Vegas Golden Knights three or four times in a row now. They're looking forward to seeing somebody else. And I think that the way Minnesota plays, they play a real slow game, not very offensive, not very flashy, not even really that defensive, just kind of boring. Avs are going to come in and just steamroll them. Beauty. That being said, though, the Avs did lose to Minnesota already once this year. So, fuck me, good I guess. Point. But yeah, I do point. think that the Avs come in here and, and really press. All right, Josh, your third pick. Let's hear it. All right, I'm going to the NBA on Thursday night okay. now. Um, okay. um, I, I can't. Oh, gosh. Um, I, I don't like the doing the spreads right now, and money line odds usually aren't great, especially for the Thursday games that I looked at. Um, the Nets are one of the best teams at the over. Um, Kevin Durant might be back by Thursday. Actually, he might have been ruled out. Um, I can't remember, but still, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Bruce Brown, uh, he had a great game uh, Tuesday night. Um, He had 27 points. You got Joe Harris, DeAndre Jordan. You got plenty of guys that can score. They're one of the best teams um, hitting the over. Um, So I'm hitting the over in that matchup. Yeah, I like that, Josh. I saw that stat on, um, I think, on Twitter today, too. I think that that seems like a safe bet. I hope. You know, my last couple of overs haven't hit though. Like I, I've hit Denver the last two nights, and neither of them hit. And they're like they usually hit at like a seventy percent rate. So who knows? Maybe they'll start turning it around. I feel like if you didn't hit last time, you're probably due now this time, right? Yeah, you would think. That's how I'm taking it. Um, I'm gonna go back also to a little bit of a bread and butter play for Thursday for me. And I'm looking right at Washington Moneyline versus Pitt. I brought it up, Josh, in our big game preview. These two teams have been trading blows all season. No one team has won two times in a row. Pittsburgh won Tuesday night. You'd have to think that Thursday night when they play again, it's got to be Washington's turn. So, yeah, I'm rolling. Closing out tonight, once again, Toronto spread. Wednesday, Wednesday, Colorado spread, and then Thursday, Washington money line against Pittsburgh. I love it. I don't see I how it doesn't it, go Jeff. three now. I don't see how it doesn't. I I hope for the sake of your wallet, Trevor, you go three and zero. But for the sake of this podcast, you go zero and three. My That's friend. what I was waiting to hear, man. I need to hear. I need that that just be pumped through my fucking veins as we come to the end of the Absolutely. show here. And Josh, we are nearing the end of the show here today. Is there anything else? Is there anything you need to get off your chest before we send everybody on their way and wish them some good luck gambling? I do not have anything else, Trevor. I wish you guys a lot of success and a lot of money going into your accounts uh, with your 
gambling here in the next couple of days. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Hell yeah. Um, that next time we are going to be one episode a week for the next two weeks. Unfortunately, I'm going to be out of town. So it's just the way it's going to have to work out. Hey, no biggie, no biggie. So everybody, please gamble responsibly, but also, you know, have a good time. Follow us on Motor City Bets. Feel free to chirp us. Feel free to fade us. Feel free to let us know how much money you won fading us. We love to see other people succeed just as much as we love to see ourselves succeed. So everybody, good luck. Trevor out there. Bet responsibly. <laughs>